0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Missy Schrader shares her story about identity and finding approval from other people. Missy found her identity and approval from her parents, classmates, boyfriend, husband, and her kids all her life. She talks about how it was Jesus' performance on the cross that makes her valuable and approved, not her own performance. She encourages us to admit that we need help and to admit our sin. Then Jesus will reveal to us our identity in Him. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. Thank you so Good morning, y'all. My name is Missy and I am a small group leader of these lovelies right here. And I'm so glad to be with y'all today. And I could not watch Chunky. Had to go out into the hall so that mm, y'all are something. All right, so I wondered if when you were little, if your mom ever read picture books to you, or maybe a teacher read picture books to you. I used to love to read picture books to my kids. I honestly still would, but they're adults. They probably would be okay with that. Does anybody have a favorite book from when you were little that you remember? Do you have one, Elizabeth? What's your favorite book? Do you have a favorite book? Mickey Mouse, that's a good one. Anybody else have a favorite one that you remember? Anybody like, yes. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. oh, that's not a kid's picture book, but that's a really good book. How about, anybody like Very Hungry Caterpillar? Do you remember that one? Yes, that one, was that it? I'm sorry that I took it. Well, one of my favorites that I used to love to read was called, I'm gonna, they're gonna put it up there, Are You My Mother? Does anybody remember this one? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not gonna read it to you. And it's kind of, you may go, Missy, why are you talking about a picture book? But I will, I think you're gonna understand why I thought about this book and how it relates to my story that Jesus has been writing in my life. So I'm gonna give you the little summary. So we'll go to the first picture. There was a mama bird and she laid an egg in a nest and she's like, I'm gonna go and search for food before the baby hatches, okay? But while she was gone, look what happens. The baby bird hatches. So let's look and say, um, it, she says up, he says up there, where's my mother? He didn't see her anywhere. And so he says, I will go and what? Look for her. So let's see who he finds. Okay, so he sees a cow and he says, are you my mother? He said to the cow. And I love this. How could I be your mother? Said the cow. I am a cow. Okay. Then he goes and asks a hen, are you my mother? And the hen says, no. Okay. Then to the next one, he goes to this dog and he says, are you my mother? And the dog says, I am not your mother. I am a dog. Okay. So keep searching, searching, searching. Comes to this cute little cat. Are you my Okay, so y'all, if you don't know me, then I want you to play along with me. So if I give it a little space, then you jump right in. Okay, so are you my? No, and the cat just says nothing. Okay, so then the next thing he goes to, oh, the next thing, I'm not gonna tell you what happens next. But you know what? Okay, so let's think about this bird. The bird is asking, are you my mother? And everybody says no. Well, you know what? I realize that I have been a lot like that bird. The bird was searching. He was searching for his identity. He was searching for a place to be, um, uh, to be approved of. And I have spent a lot of my life searching for something too. When um, I have one sister And when we were growing up, and I know my parents did not do this on purpose, but what we learned from my parents was everybody is watching you and judging you. So you better be a good girl, okay? This is what I learned. Now, they didn't like literally say those words, but this is what I learned. So what I did was I learned to perform in such a way that whoever I was with, they would approve of me. Okay, so my dad, even my dad's job was with famous Christian people, Christian authors, Christian speakers, and we learned we want to act in a certain way so that those people would be like, they're such good girls. So I would be like, I'll act like this for you so that you'll love me. I'll act like this so, you love me, so that you'll approve of me. And do you see how it was a lot like that bird? we would sit around the kitchen table and we would practice answering the phone. Hello, this is Missy. We would meet, we would think about, we were about to go somewhere and my dad and mom would be like, okay, there are gonna be adults there. Here's what I want you to do. Hi, Mr. Smith, my name is Missy, how are you? And it wasn't like that was necessarily a bad thing, but what I learned was that my identity is based completely on what other people think of me and how I measure up to their expectations of me. But this measure of my identity and value was very shakeable because they're people and it's changing and it's uncertain and I was relying on other people for my security and hope. So I was just like that baby bird saying, are you my? But I was saying, will you approve of me to my parents and to other people? The problem is, to be honest is that I really enjoyed that affirmation I got from people. Maybe you kind of understand that. It felt really good for people to say, oh, you're such a good girl, or oh, you're so, whatever, however I had performed for them, like it felt good for them to say I had done a good job. But this is what's kind of bizarre about seeking approval and identity from other people. At the same time, I was so insecure. Does that make sense? I was so insecure because I was anxious and unsettled. And do you approve of me? Do you approve of me? And it was like this striving. I would ask things in my heart like, do I fit in? Am I enough? Do you like me? Am I known? Did I do a good job? But did I do what I was, I did what I was supposed to do, but was that good enough? And it's exhausting. Just like that baby bird saying, are you my Mother, I was saying, do you approve of me? In this, I also started to fret or worry about what people thought about how I looked. And I started to be obsessed with dieting and exercise because I wanted people to, oh, you look good, you look good, you, you're so disciplined, you're so self-controlled. And it was kind of in that same crazy cycle of seeking approval of others. I was just like that baby bird, asking, are you my mother? But I was really, do you approve of me? I did not fit in in high school. I was not cool. I was not in the popular group, and I knew it. Kids bullied me. They called me goody-goody. They rolled, rolled. what do y'all call it? Do you call it rolled or TP'd? What do you call it now? When people put toilet paper in your trees? tp Okay. They did that to me. Um, they cerealed, They put shaving cream and cereal in my front. They pushed my books over. I knew that I did not fit in. And that made me so insecure. And back to my performing, Oh, will you love me? Will you approve of me? Please, please, please. And that insecurity, I was looking for my identity in my classmates. Did that work? No, I didn't fit in with them. I went to college and I came, um, came home at Thanksgiving, like right about right now, my first, right when I had just gone, and there's something that maybe you've heard this phrase, the freshman 15, and what that means is when you go to college, you stay up later than you've stayed up before, and you eat pizza in the middle of the night, and I was in a place where there was snow, so I never went outside, and I came home from college and I had gained 15 pounds, and I felt my parents' disapproval. I knew that I was like, see, I'm loved and I'm valued if I look a certain way. And so I had been so seeking my approval from them. Do you approve of me? And I knew I didn't, I didn't measure up. I always dreamed about being a wife and a mom, like literally always. I had this fairy tale dream. I couldn't wait to be a mom, couldn't wait to be married. Well, be married, then be a mom. And I could not wait. So I met Mr. Schrader at college, and oh, I mean, crush. I was like, oh, he's so cute, and he's so popular, and he's so cool. And I was like, he would never like me. And he did. And I was like, oh, stop. John Schrader is my boyfriend. Like. <gasps> but then, guess what I did? I wanted my identity to be and how he thought of me. Oh, I hope he likes me. Am I, did I do good enough to l- see that same cycle? Not, are you my mother? But, do you approve of me? When we were married, we got married, and we had three children right away, so I was a young mommy, so I grew up with them, and in the same, do you see this pattern? Little Miss Missy is just like this bird. Now, I had these three babies, and I found all my emotional satisfaction in them, and I loved them so much that my identity became wrapped up in them. I was looking to them to give me identity and value and worth, but then guess what? They grew up, and they moved out of my house, and now... What would happen? That's a. Are you my mother? There, I'm. I can't be your identity. We're your kids. I can't be your identity. I'm a dog. I'm a cow. Right? My mommy, my sweet mom, was my best friend. She loved me so much and I found, just like when I was little and trying to perform so that my parents would approve of me, I found so much of my identity and worth in what my mom said about me. Maybe you all can relate to that. Well, in 2012, we found out my mom had stage four ovarian cancer. And I remember exactly where I was in my kitchen when I said, Jesus, I cannot live without my mom. Well, she knew that she was going to go to heaven soon, and she said to me, Missy, if I have attached you to me, I've done a really bad job. I want you to be attached to Jesus. Now, why did she say that? Because she knew that to be attached to her was shakable. That was not stable and certain. And guess what? In October, she went to be with Jesus six years ago. I was shaken. My identity was rocked. Because I had so much of my identity wrapped up in her. Another part of this striving—will you be my? Mo- Are you my mother? Or will you approve of me? Will you approve of me? Is that I was terrified of disappointing someone. So if someone would come to me and say, "Missy, you know, I really—you know—you hurt my feelings here," or you, "I feel like you could work on this," like whew, up came defensiveness and oh, "I can't," "No, no, no," and. That was such a, such a barrier in the, my having a soft heart because I was so scared of disappointing because I was so seeking my approval from other people. I was controlled by other people's opinion of me. Do you see how I was like that baby bird? Can y'all see that? Going, not saying to the dog and the cow and the cat, but saying to my parents, saying to others, saying to classmates, saying to my kids, saying to my boyfriend, who is now my husband, saying to, other, to my mom, will you give me my identity and value? Will you give me my approval? But every time, of course, you get a no, because no person can handle that weight of being your identity. Let's look at this verse, 2 Corinthians three seventeen. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is freedom, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into the likeness with ever, into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. In last year, there was a class at Fellowship Greenville called Regeneration that started, and it's a 12-step Bible study, and basically the point of it is to find freedom in Jesus and to know that your identity is in him. The step one is admit. Everybody say admit. What I had to do was to first of all realize and then admit I need help. Do you remember when JJ did the talk about the corn maze and how we had to say I need help? This is the step one in order for for us to find freedom from searching, searching, searching for our identity and other things is to admit I have been searching for my identity in other people. I have been looking for other people to tell me I'm okay and then I'm like, Whew, I'm okay until five minutes later when I don't feel okay anymore. I had to admit that. Guess what the solution was to this wandering heart seeking approval from all the other, other places was the gospel. And let me tell you what the gospel says. You remember how I said I'm like performing for all these people for them to approve of me? Guess what? The gospel tells me that it was Jesus' performance on the cross that makes me valuable. He took all of my bad. I had to admit it. I had to confess it. And then he takes that, puts it on himself, dies on the cross for me, and then gives me his good. And guess what? That's what makes me approved. That's what makes me, that's what's, um, unconditional love and grace that's what makes me precious in his sight. It's so funny because he knows me all the way. He knows me completely so I can't even really perform for him right because he already knows me and remember how I wanted so badly to be a good girl. Guess what? I can't be and that's the point. I admit my brokenness. I admit my sin and then he takes he's taken that on himself and he gives me my identity as his just like that baby bird I had been seeking for hope and identity and value and worth from one person to the next but that is too much pressure on anyone that I ask to do that for me and it doesn't work okay let's look at the end of the story so there's this equipment thing I don't know what this thing is called whatever that thing is called who knows what that is It's some kind of a scooper. It's a scooper-upper. And um, the bird calls him Snort. So he asks Snort if Snort's his mother. And of course, the Snort says no. So Snort picks him up and puts him back in his what? In his nest. And then there comes the mommy. And the mommy says, do you know who I am? And he says, what? You are not a Kitten. Oh, I know who you are. You're not a kitten, hen, dog, cow, boat, snort. You are a bird and you are my mother. He found his mother. I want you to look at Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two with me. I got so excited when I found this verse. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Okay, so this is think of Or will you approve of me? You, will you, will you, will you? And it's a no, no, no every time, right? And then this verse is this beautiful promise, cast your cares on who? On the Lord and he will sustain you. Remember I talked about being so insecure and so shakable. Sustain is cared for, supported. He will sustain you and look at this part. He will never say, everybody say never. Never let the righteous be shaken. And righteous means that we are righteous in him. When Jesus, has, when Jesus has cleansed us of our sins, God sees Jesus in us and he sees us as righteous and we will never be what? Shaken. That's the opposite of being insecure. And you know what else is so interesting? When we are confident in our relationship with Jesus, our relationships are way better because I'm not going, oh, Anna, I want you to be my whole identity. You're my all in all. Instead, I come to her completely confident in Jesus and then, wow, that's a way better relationship, right? So I can cast my cares on him instead of on all these other people and he will take care of me just like that nest. He will care for me and he will never let me be shaken, I am so completely known and loved by him. It doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter how I perform. I am confident in my identity in him because I am completely loved. I am the completely loved daughter of the king of kings. All right, let's look at one more verse. 2 Corinthians nine. But this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves but on God. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. So do you think that when I kind of realize this whole thing, wow, I had to admit my heart has been searching, I want my identity in Jesus, do you think I'm done and I'm like, boop, I'm good now? What do you all think? No, Mm -hmm. daily, sometimes moment by moment, I have to remind myself, Missy, you are completely loved and adored by Jesus. You are His. And I still sometimes am tempted to go be like that bird and go, okay, will you love me? Maybe if I had maybe, will you love me? I'm still tempted, but His loving kindness keeps me close to Him right in that nest with Him. I had lived a life of performing, so hungry for the approval of others, but now I can rest. Not because I am a baby bird in search for my mother, but because I am the daughter of a king, my heavenly father, and I know that he loves me and approves of me. And guess what? Guess what? That same God in heaven loves you. Do you kind of, you maybe didn't come wake up this morning thinking, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit like a baby bird. I bet nobody had that thought. But I wonder if, you kind of are going, you know what, I think I do that too, Miss, Missy, I think I do. I think I'm looking for a love and approval from my parents or from friends or from classmates or from a coach or from a teacher. Maybe you wonder, do I fit in? Do I, am I enough? Do I do a good job? Do you love me? Well, let me tell you that you are chosen Because of what we talked about with the gospel, because Jesus died for you, you can trust him. You can rest in him. Your identity when you have trusted him is is completely and confidently and safely in him. Your, Your heavenly father will never betray you. He will never leave you. He will always love you no matter what. Everybody say no matter what we must all realize that we will only be happy in our hearts only deeply satisfied in our souls when we believe that Jesus says yes I love you yes you are mine I died for you you can trust me I am your heavenly father we can be like that mama bird who goes do you know who I am he's like do you know who I am yes you are my heavenly father let me pray for us Oh Jesus we need you. We are all tempted to find our identity and other things that always fall short. They can't save us. They can't give us our hope and our identity but you can. I pray for each of my precious friends here. I pray for me. Will you bind our hearts to you and remind us that the only way we will truly be happy in our souls is when we find our identity in you. I pray that we will feel secure in that love that is so so perfect. I thank you for your love that took all of my bad and then gave me all of your good. I pray that we will cast our cares on you and that you will sustain us and you will never let us be shaken. We love you in Jesus name. Amen.